0: Welcome to the Maritime Executive's podcast series, In the Know. I'm Tony Munoz, Editor-in-Chief. Our Executive Corner podcast will provide conversations with
1: top executives concerning events and issues that are shaping our industry today. We will also bring you up to speed with the latest news and editorials covered by the Maritime Executive. Welcome to the Maritime Executive Magazine podcast series, In the Know. I'm Paul Benecki. This conversation with seal and bearing expert Panu Sorvisto is sponsored by Wartzilla Shaftline Solutions, an original equipment manufacturer with over 100 years of experience in designing, manufacturing, and servicing shaftline products for the merchant, naval, and cruise markets. For more information, listen in. So, Panu, maybe it might be good to start with just a a quick introduction about yourself and your work with Wartzilla over the years and um, what brings you here today.
0: Well, my name is Panos Orovisto. I'm a sales director of ShaftLine Solutions. Uh, I've been working with uh, Wartzilla since early 2006.
1: Do you think we could start in with uh, a quick explanation about Wartzilla ShaftLine Solutions, a general overview of uh, the division?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Many thanks, Paul. Well, to go back in time a bit to understand it as a whole picture, Wortsilä and bearings basically came to Wortsilä through the acquisitions. And uh, in the past, our our main uh, business was obviously uh, products around the propulsion shaft lines, meaning stern tube bearings, stern tube seals and line shaft bearings. But uh, over the years, obviously, <clears throat> we've been expanding our uh, product portfolio offering. Uh, in addition, over the years, we've been expanding our service offering related to propulsion shaft lines. And uh, obviously, due to all these uh, developments, the seals and bearings, as it was, did not describe our business the best possible way. So so decision was made earlier this year that uh, Portxilla Seals and Bearings, will change its name towards the software solutions. So that is roughly the background. Obviously, looking at it, what it means in the practice. Um, okay, earlier, like I said, uh, we, we were mainly uh, manufacturing uh, seal and bearing solutions. And obviously, our service offering was, was related to those equipment mainly. But when I look at it today, where do we stand as uh, modular softline soft solutions? Uh, basically, we are offering more or less uh, any equipment along the propulsion shaft line. And also our service offering has been developed accordingly. Today, as we are, we are delivering complete turnkey solutions for the shaft line repair services. Meaning that, for example, if a vessel had the grounding, we can overtake the complete repair work for the propulsion shaft line.
1: Great. And I'm sure that's a great offering for the ship owner as well, that they can come to you and get everything they need, not just the seal and the bearing, but the full alignment, everything when they have to pull the shaft line. Exactly. Exactly. One-stop shop. And so the Wurtzela Air Guard seal has been a a big part of your lineup for a very long time. Um, can you tell me a little bit about its history?
0: Yes uh, you are you are uh, you are absolutely correct um, what air guard seal has been around for a long 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 time and uh, and obviously uh, in the beginning as it was developed the the main reason to develop the air guard seal was of of course to offer a environmentally sound solution for the stern tube sealing. The first configuration, if we look at the air guard was based on the three lip ring up seal with the air supply and the next generation uh, was based on the four ring configuration to improve the redundancy and uh, since uh, the US VGB came into the force 2013 starting pretty much from 2014 uh, we got the increasing number of the uh, retrofit and upgrade requests for for our, our air guard seals, and uh, and uh, based on the request from our customers and, and and the projects that they've been working with, we saw the need to develop a, a new generation air guard seal, which we we are going to talk about now, and that's what we call Ortila Two-Pipe Air Guard.
1: So why don't you tell me a little bit about the two-pipe system and where the demand is coming from? For uh, this retrofit alternative,
0: well, the reason is 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 quite simple, to be honest. Um, in in our uh, standard configuration, meaning the first and and uh, second generation three and four lipping uh, uh, standard configuration, we have a three uh, pipes through the stone tube system. Now there is a good number of of installations uh, out there. Where they have only two pipes through the stern tube system, and that's because of the the existing sealing solution. And over the years, since the VGP came into the force, uh, we've been working on many many projects where where we had the ship owner having uh, old uh, standard type lip type seal solution, where they have only two uh, pipes through the stern tube, and uh, obviously doing the retrofit if you have only two pipes through the stone tube and you need the third one quite often you are facing situation when you have to pull out the tail shaft and this comes with the cost as we all know now in order to overcome this challenge and uh, and uh, uh, save time and money for the owners in the tri-dock we decided to develop a two-pipe air guard system uh, which then minimizes the cost uh, in a tridock, and yet allows the, the ship owner to install an environmentally sound seeding solution, which again allows to operate on the U.S. waters by using mineral oils. And can you tell me a little bit about the various alternatives
1: that ship owners have to meet EAL requirements? So there's the environmentally acceptable lubricant, there's of course water lubricated shaft lines, and then there's air guard. Um, what sets air guard apart?
0: Well, obviously everything comes down to the uh, vessel general permit, and and as you mentioned, um, uh, the EAL oils. It's it's one way of doing it. Uh, obviously, water lubricated, uh, whether it's a closed or open water lubricated stanchion system, is another solution. But also WGB. Uh, Uh, allows the owners to continue to use mineral oils if they are using an air-type seal and in a normal operational condition there is no possibility for oil leakage into the sea. So basically the air barrier removes the the oil-to-seawater interface, hence uh, the air-type seal is a very attractive solution uh, to the ship owners and operators. You have the lip rings against the seawater to keep the, the seawater outside of the stern tube. And then you have an air barrier in between, and then you have a lip rings to keeping the oil inside the stern tube. And any potential uh, leakage, whether it's uh, seawater coming into the inside the sealing system or oil going uh, out from the stern tube system, Will be collected in board of the vessel uh, through the air barrier and and the train connection. so so basically, uh, no matter which way the seal is is potentially leaking in case of damage, then the leakage can be collected in board of the vessel, whether it's seawater or oil. Okay, there's a lot of
1: backup. there a lot of redundancy built in. Absolutely. Do you think you could tell me a little bit about the oil circulator feature, what its purpose is and the, the benefits it brings? Uh,
0: yes. Uh, that is uh, That oil circulator fo- feature is is the part of the uh, two-pipe air guard design. Now, uh, the purpose, obviously, of the oil circulator is to, is to enhance the lubrication of the lip rings, which are the sealing function together with the liner. And... Uh, Obviously, when we are talking about the rotating machinery, any rotating machinery, when you have a rotating parts and seating interfaces, so so you are generating the heat. First of all, you have to remove the heat. So the oil circulator will help to remove the heat by circulating the oil. And of course, it will also enhance the lubrication capabilities. So so obviously, by doing so, we can minimize the, the lipring wear as well as to pro- prolong the, the life of the lip ring itself. So those, those are the two main functionalities for the oil circulator ring.
1: And what kind of shaft line sizes is the system available in?
0: Well, <clears throat> pretty much anything starting from uh, 300 millimeter shaft diameter up to 1.2 meters.
1: And so the, the two-pipe system um, offers serious advantages for retrofits. Are you seeing more demand for um, the AirGuard seal now that that's an available alternative?
0: Uh, well, I would say that, uh, yes, we have seen more, more AirGuard uh, retrofit opportunities as well as uh, upgrade opportunities for our own uh, standard sealing solutions. We, ha- we have seen increasing number because now it's available. As a two-pipe configuration, so so yes, uh, I would say that even in the middle of this COVID crisis, we have a very good number of opportunities all the time coming in, and we are we are executing uh, the 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 jobs all the time. So yes, it is a continuous flow of, of new opportunities, and obviously we are very hap- happy about it, and uh, and uh, it just tells me um, the fact that. Uh, that the the offering, what we have developed based on the customer's request, obviously in the beginning having a two-pipe solution uh, that is uh, uh, serving our customer needs and hence we can see the continuous pipeline of the opportunities.
1: You know, we've all heard of various challenges with some of the EAL formulations and so I'm sure there are plenty of ship owners who are very enthusiastic about the prospect of getting to keep mineral oil lubrication while still complying with VGP. So are you Are you hearing a lot of positive feedback when you talk with potential clients about the idea that they might be able to keep using uh, systems that they've had a lot of success with, with some modifications?
0: Well, you're, you're absolutely right, Paul. Uh, uh, there were many, many, many ship owners who changed from the mineral oils into the EALs when the VGP came into the force. And uh, and uh, just to give you the maxi- magnitude, how many owners changed into the to the EALs on the first year when the VGP came into the force? Uh, roughly, uh, from all the spare parts that we sold for the existing installations, more than forty percent they were EAL compatible seals. Okay, so so there was a, a huge increase on the use of the EALs. However, uh, Few years later, we started to get um, uh, quite a lot of feedback from uh, many owners that uh, that uh, they have discovered uh, a certain uh, a bit uh, different behaviour, um, and 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 uh, even even some pro- they've been facing even some problems with the EALs comparing to mineral oils which they used to use in the past in the same vessel installation. So so obviously this one. This, all these topics uh, which came out, uh, they have raised some concerns and and, um, and there, there has been a good number of ship owners who have um, basically concluded that, uh, that well, we know the mineral oils, how they work, and their lubricating capabilities, characteristics, and they are proven. So rather than using the EAELs, if there is an opportunity to upgrade or retrofit the to the air type seal then they have preferred that option and that was uh, that has been purely uh, due to the fact that uh, that they have uh, experienced experienced some problems related to the As.
1: So is the air guard seal a, a unique solution on the market?
0: Well obviously the competition is out there and, and there are alternative makers for for the air type seals. It is clear, but if, if I look at the offering, what we have comparing to the competition, like I mentioned earlier, we, we have a three-lippering configuration, we have a four-lippering configuration. Now we have a two, two-pipe 2 airguard configuration, uh, which is specifically uh, designed for the retrofit market. So I would say that uh, we have the widest range of portfolio when it comes to the air-type sealing solution.
1: And also, so um, Wartzilla is known for solutions uh, and a worldwide service network, and so if a ship owner decides to um, select AirGuard, can they count on being able to get worldwide service as well?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We have a global uh, field service organization uh, covering all the main, uh, let's say, shipbuilding as well as service hubs globally. And... uh, and currently, our, our service organization, if I look at it, uh, we have uh, roughly 120 field service engineers around the world servicing a uh, global fleet all the time. So so we have a truly global service network. Uh, uh, and these 120 people, they are only shaft line solution-specific people. Then we have, in addition to that one, we have also... Uh, uh, propulsion service engineers who have been trained for for our our seal uh, offerings uh, so all of those people as well they are supporting our customers globally so so it is a, a big uh, global uh, field service uh, network that we have in our organization
1: and do you have any metrics in terms of response times for service
0: well in looking at the the field service uh Response metrics. To be honest, uh, obviously we are we are following um, uh, the response time to the request uh, as well. Many of the requests what we are getting they are very much planned dockings, okay. But obviously uh, we have for the emergencies we have a, a a different way of working, separate channel for those, and uh, and sometimes the response is that we have a service engineer on a plane uh, on the same day, if requested. If it's an urgent delivery, for example, for the for the parts, together with the field service engineer, sometimes we send engineer with the parts uh, to the docking location if it's emergency repair. So we have all these different op- options available. So we look at each request on a case-by-case basis and then treat the request accordingly.
1: And um, the COVID-19 era, it's been a disruptive factor for everybody's operations. Would you like to speak maybe to how that has affected your particular unit of Wurzela and uh, what it looks like going forward?
0: Well, that, that is a very, very interesting uh, question. And and, uh, and uh, you are absolutely right, Paul. It has affected all of us. But... Uh, but Obviously, one of the great benefits in if, uh, in our organization is that uh, we are spread globally. We have a field service engineers globally, uh, and then we have uh, our sales team is a global sales team. Our sales support team is a global team. So we have a, uh, our, our own people in different parts of the world. So that has obviously helped us a lot. Uh, in the case of COVID-19, when, when, when uh, it has been very, very challenging to, to f- uh, fly people into the different locations to do the dry dockings, etc. So, uh, so uh, it has been a great benefit for us. However, of course, um, uh, we cannot say that we have, uh, for each specific product, the specialist in each country. So, so in some cases... Uh, During the COVID, um, we've been using uh, augmented reality, meaning that if we have a service engineer in a country who is not necessarily a specialist for for this particular type of seal, which is in the question. uh, However, through the augmented reality uh, or remote support, we are guiding by our specialist uh, to execute the service job. The other example we can take, uh, for example, in case of the retrofits, seal retrofits, we were talking about two by bear guard. So uh, rather than sending our engineer to do the pre-survey, which we quite often do before the retrofit, uh, we are doing it uh, uh, through the remote guidance or augmented reality. And then we will uh, make the, the plan for the retrofit installation accordingly. So, so obviously, COVID nineteen has given us a challenge to learn different ways of working, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, luckily, we have had all the technologies uh, already in the place before COVID nineteen. So, yes, of course, it came. Uh, COVID nineteen came with the impact, but we have managed to support. I would say majority of the requests from our customers uh, in a very, very good and professional manner.
1: Great. Yeah. And, and that's probably an advantage um, being part of Wärtsilä, right? That you have access to these technological tools that maybe some operators might not have developed in advance of the pandemic. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to In The Know, the Maritime Executive Magazine podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next exciting discussion on maritime technology business and policy. In the meantime, please visit us online at www.maritime-executive.com for the latest news and views from around the industry.